0: It's the drink talking with the thinking drinkers Ben McFarland and Tom Sandon and mistress of wine Sam Caporn All the booze news and views From Absinthe to Zinfandel Older Budweiser
2: Hello listeners and welcome to It's The Drink, talking a podcast all about drink. Uh, My name is Tom Sandham, I am one of the thinking drinkers, an expert in spirits, and I am joined today, as ever, uh, by my fellow thinking drinker, Ben McFarland, an expert in beer. Hello, Ben. How Hello, Tom. How are you? I'm very well. I'm having a good time in life generally. We are, as The Thinking Drinkers, currently on tour, aren't we? We're yes. touring the UK, enjoying life with uh, our massive audiences, which continues to be a huge, huge, huge surprise yeah. that people actually turn up. <laughs> um, what have you been doing this week? Anything good?
1: Well, my l- little baby boy's got a hand, foot and mouth, and so I've been putting cream on his body. Okay, oh. nice. Yeah.
2: And uh, we are also joined by uh, the mistress of <laughs> <laughs> um, Sam Capon. Did you uh, bring my
0: name from it? No, like, no, I didn't. Uh... I just
2: called you a master of wine, but you're Which actually the mistress of wine.
0: and am the mistress of wine, a so. master of wine. In fact, on Thursday night, no, Wednesday night, it was the annual master of wine um, reception. <sighs>
1: It oh, oh, yeah, really is an exclusive bash, I imagine. Yeah, no, it's quite, yeah. it is quite
0: exclusive. There's only about 300 of us in the world, 360 something like that. But no, it's where you welcome in the newly passed oh. uh, master's wine. It's jolly nice. It's in Vintner's
1: Hall. Are there any sort of initiation stuff that I have to down some Lafitte through? A pair um, of if I told or you, something. I'd have to kill you. Oh, secret so, handshakes, I bet it secret is handshakes! Astonishingly dull. <laughs> I bet it's so boring. But well, anyone who has
2: that much interest in a subject that's a <laughs> place. Oh, yes. Oh yes, noble rot. <laughs> I love wine.
0: You know what? I will say I haven't been for a number of years, but no, it's lovely because. Um, I don't know, you can give yourself a bit of a pat on the back, remind yourself how you felt when you passed Hmm. and all the hard work you put in. And then actually you see people you haven't seen for a number of years and it is sponsored by Bollinger. Thank you, Champagne Bollinger. So there's free-flowing Bollinger. So you just sit and um, catch up with old friends, drink some fizz.
1: So who won the Bollinger Prize this year?
0: Oh, it was a guy called Jeremy. I didn't really know hardly any of the graduates this year. There was one girl who... um, clearly deeply clever she won like four out of the seven prizes really um, yeah the youngest in the world
2: good looking not that
1: that matters that she was matters. yes she is, yeah. um, it doesn't matter and I think she, she might have that's had a it.
0: tiny baby with her as well Great perfect
1: for, for Saturday kitchen <laughs> <laughs> she
0: doesn't live in the country oh Thank where's God. she from she, she's not um, Scandinavian I think, is she oh sorry Sarah I should know this I think she might be from
1: Hong Kong Hong Kong Okay. yeah I okay, know. well that's far enough away but no she was
0: clearly super bright and she enjoyed nice i didn't talk to her but um yeah it was a nice evening
2: right yeah anyway (laughs) let's get on with the podcast what What about lucy k I can't that say that. That will be that. edited. Uh, yeah, we this. I've got to take kind of my jumper off. off.
0: I've got to well, make you off. I'll just say, what yeah, about it? It's a real
2: well, disappointment that some people behave that way, but let's move on. Uh, Why do you want to do it? In front of you want of to be, be a... careful, Ben, because when you get famous, that's I, when things start I, coming out. I in do woodwork. it in my own. To be fair, I'm sure no woman has ever said no to you, Ben. Uh,
1: well, the thing is, it seems to be an abuse of power, mm. and I've never had any power. No, that's true. No no one's ever needed anything
2: from me. You've always fished in waters that are safe, haven't you? Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. You've you've never gone big game fishing. You've always (laughs) gone for the easy catch. I don't know how you managed to to, uh, bag your wife. That is still still a mystery. And she'll wake up one day (laughs) and work out it's all gone wrong. Let's start the podcast, and we start as ever, listeners, with a spittle swallow, and uh, as I'm apparently hosting this in some sort of symbolic way, I'm going to do it today. So I'm going to start with my swallow, and uh, it's all about Jesus and religion, Um. and I'm going to start with a motto, and this is a motto from a church in South Africa, praise the Lord and pass the libation because this is a church in Johannesburg in South Africa where they invite drinkers in, into the church. They celebrate (laughs) drinkers. Amen, indeed. Amen, indeed. Um, uh, Yeah, there's a big drinks problem in Johannesburg. And so some of the churches have, have shunned drinkers from their congregations. So this minister has gone out there and said, I'm going to establish a church that's purely For the celebrating the drinkers. Now, on the one hand, obviously there are people in there who are problem drinkers. Uh, we don't condone that. But there are other people who just enjoy a drink. And the fact is that a lot of the churches have just been frowning generally on... On drinking, can they
0: drink in the church? They
2: drink during the service. You can be baptised or christened using your your preferred and it's uh, wine. beverage. It's not just wine. It's not just the bread no, of Christ. It's, it's basically everything. it's everything. I mean, looking at the pictures of this, it looks like a joyous celebration. The services and their are bottles of joy. Is it free
0: booze? <laughs> are they basically no? No. You, you ta- is it like BYO?
2: Yes, it said mm. definitely bring your own. But the more serious end of it was this, this fact that all these people who actually wanted a worship and Had, uh, were not allowed were not to do allowed it. To do it. So uh, because of such a stigma attached to drinking generally... I thought uh, the church would be a bit more charitable. I thought that's the whole idea, wasn't it? Well, also, I mean, what little we know of religion, Ben. <laughs> we can yeah, certainly, I mean, I'm we can certainly showcase <laughs> our experience here. Uh, there are mentions of alcohol throughout the Bible. There are. There? Certainly from a, from a Christian faith point of view... It's something that has got deep roots in the religion. Jesus' is blood, as we know, is wine. Mm-hmm. Um, he turned water into wine quite famously. Well, we've well, well, he well, well, we 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 heard that he it's before, it's before. before. It's rubbish. On. Yeah, would have been beer. Check beverage. off. But I mean, I think this is a good thing, a positive thing. They're saying that it's an environment it, it where no one morning? will be judged.
1: Is it? No, they're church. doing them
2: around lunchtime, and they are holding them in, I mean, in, well, in the better. back of Freddy's bar. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, if we just really just deeply dip into the story... A start... into a bar, and everyone's like just a congregated around him. <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, that's it. He's, he's just found the back of a bar, and the owner of, of Freddy's is obviously pretty happy. But he told reporters this, that since the church started, crime has been reduced... And we've received a great response from the community. So that is
0: interesting, and I wonder if that's because maybe some of the boosters have had a, uh, maybe a reawakening of you know
1: their faith. Yeah, yeah, their
0: faith, and thus you know civic responsibilities and uh, just feeling part of belonging. So that's your swallow, right?
2: It is my swallow. I mean, there are, there are again. You you can pick lots of holes in this story. I don't want to because I'm swallowing yeah. this story. But there are no women allowed. <laughs> 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 um, uh, it starts this... to fall down a little bit. There. Wait, are you being I mean being serious? One of, one of the reasons what? is that, that they c- can't trust some of the congregation, <laughs> and until they can Keen monitor the behaviour and feel <laughs> that it's a safe environment for everyone, <laughs> uh, children are not allowed <laughs> in for <laughs> obvious reasons. Oh, <laughs> this sounds an amazing way to spend <laughs> a Sunday. <laughs> Quite an
1: exclusive <laughs> gathering. Well,
0: you've got a free pass tonight. Get on the plane. Yeah. yeah. I'll in, first in, it off get to Let's go. Um, and, uh, so let check get out this- the church.
1: Sorry, love. I'm off to church. Church? To yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell the kids. No, I can't take them. Can I come? No, you can't come. Why have you got that bottle of Johnny Walker? Well, well yeah, you know. I was going to hang out. See, see you a bit later. I'm just going to hang out with <laughs> Jesus. amazing.
2: Well, yeah. It's just a pub, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's a pub where they're just hanging around. It's an exclusive They've pub. No children are allowed. They've had too much to drink. They've started believing in Jesus and they started talking about it with some guy in a minister's outfit. That's all that's going on in there. <laughs> the religious associations with, with alcohol have always been, Interested us as thinking drinkers, do our research into where booze stands in human history, and it does have good, strong associations with monks making booze. Just we've had the nun, Hildegard of Bingen, who yeah. first used hops in brewing.
0: So, to uh, interrupt there quickly, yeah. do you know Jesus is actually a
1: historical figure? We've done this. Oh, I can't talk uh, you yeah, about it. Yeah,
2: we know he was a real magician, <laughs> yeah. a magical okay. superhero. Um, we know all about him. What's being your spit? My spit, then, is the price of bar snacks. Oh, I like that one. And I yeah. think that this is something the three of us are going to agree on, and it's mm. based on a, a recent experience where I asked in a pub whether I could have some snacks, and I was told that they had a selection in jars. This mm-hmm. is not oh, going to be news to people. So <laughs> uh, they had big, big jars, <laughs> yeah. and, and let's be honest, they could easily have come from a cash and carry. They charged three pounds fifty for a small. small- Three pound fifty. Three pounds 50 pounds 50 Now that was almost as much as Day my pints. I just took them and and then he said three pounds fifty. And I did say no. Did um, you? I don't want those. Not for three pounds fifty. Come on, mate, they're just salted peanuts. And yeah. he put them back in the jar. <laughs> uh, I hope that's not what happens in restaurants. They just <laughs> put it back in the pot. <laughs> but anyway, I was pretty cheesed off. And I just thought, <laughs> well, this is this is the start of something. This is the start of a revolution this mm. happening a Pub. Now, as we've said in previous podcasts, this is if you go back, I enjoy more luxury lifestyle than the two of you and what? The- <laughs> Sometimes, Sam, you dip into it through the world of champagne. Ben, you're, a, you're, a, you're obviously a peasant. Yeah, I mean, bear in mind, this man
1: lives in Harpenden. Yeah, you're a peasant. So you're not hard to like your Monte
2: bloody trip Carlo. to
0: France in private
2: jet again, Well, we? yeah, private jets, but also cocktail <laughs> bars where it's not out of character to be in a bar where I am asked to pay through the nose for some sort of snack. However, I would say more commonly in an upmarket hotel bar or a, or a really good cocktail bar, a lot of those things are handed out complimentary. So although you can Ooh. pay through the nose... For Tail,
0: you, well, get you, get, lovely, you get some lovely, those, those big, fat green olives. What the are they called?
2: Not yeah. Well, Duke's Bar, where you mm. get those olives, which are absolutely stunning. Well,
1: um, well, I think it's after the venue to charge too much, because if you give them lots of salty nuts, then you are, you're dying. Thirsty. Di- well, Ben, this cane is, cane is it. <laughs> <laughs> you drink loads of you beer. This is the history of snacks. This is
2: mm. why they made their way onto yeah. the bar top in the first place. I mean, aside from the, uh, the oysters that were served up next to Porter back in the... 18th century, yep. yeah, uh, well yeah. Well <laughs> Good <laughs> Good one Plucking <laughs> dates out of my backside there. I mean, those common muck, yeah, back then, weren't they? The oysters, yeah. now obviously seen as a bit lardy da, but there's the invention of crisps and into the sort of 20th century when we had those salty snacks this is all about making punters drink, drink more, more, drink quickly. Mm. If you're served up a salty snack next to a pint of beer, you a nail it. Beer. the yeah. first a one, cane, you yeah. nail, and you're already on to the second one. So, why make those a barrier, yeah. to say I'll make it part free. of the experience and free? Yeah. I mean, how much does it really cost for a cash-and-carry tub of peanuts? But
1: don't? there used to be, I'm sure, there used to be much more commonly seen bowls of peanuts just out on the bar top. We're people are health, health and yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think the whole hand, you know... Cleaning your hands, going for yeah.
0: pee, and then handling nuts. Mm. Yeah, but well,
1: that's yeah. the same yeah.
2: thing. Really,
0: yeah. Aren't yeah. 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 yeah, no, not for me. No, I, no, don't. I know. I, I understand but that. I never have. I understand that, but I think the, the,
2: the extension of this is then going. I mean, obviously, we've had a huge revolution in food in pubs, and that's been interesting and fun. And the last ten years have seen the quality of pub food go up. On. on the tail of that has been the introduction of these crisp brands, which are frankly ridiculous. <laughs> And gone are the standard crisps as well. So the price of a packet of crisps has gone up. Yeah, and yeah. now you're paying for what I can only describe as bollocks flavours that are just mishmashes Bring of back lime the scampi and fries. jalapeno peppers. I love
0: peppers. old school. Well, scampi fries, bit of Monster oh, Munch, you know seasoned so onions. So,
2: this is my list. I <laughs> made a list of the things <laughs> that I expect <laughs> to see. I was quite versatile and mm. exotic in that I put Bombay mix on there, Great. twiglets, yeah. Yeah. salted dry nuts, Anything by Smiths. Now, yes. Smiths do the cheese-flavoured mm. moments, which are lesser spotted, but they did a
1: the bacon fries and the scampi. Lovely, yeah, fantastic. but do you remember the Smiths that used to have a little uh, blue packet yeah, of salt in, yeah. in there and you used to open that? and
0: Shake your own. Shake your own, yeah. yeah. I played
1: in a football <laughs> tournament sponsored by those
2: guys. Oh, well. And, well, uh, I can
1: beat your snack
2: f- <laughs> claims <laughs> you, because you try.
1: I interviewed... When I was worked on the publican, I was the author of the annual uh, snack report. Thank yeah. you very much. Oh, yeah. I was a fan. Yeah. yeah, I interviewed the Big D Nut Girl. Yeah, that is big. The Big
0: D Nut Girl. Do you remember those no. uh,
1: Big D nuts? And they were on a sort of oh, card, yes. and you no. put, and the more packets you took off, the more you would reveal the scantily clad lady no. in a bikini. <laughs> oh, and it was just, a very. Just, so they bought it back in a kind of. Ironic hot? retro. I it was a phone interview. Mm. It wasn't the best because <laughs> she didn't know anything about pubs or indeed nuts. No, no, no. So for a snack report, wasn't that? It wasn't, wasn't good. But, um, no, it was just a nice way to spend an hour just hanging was, out with her. Yeah. Uh,
0: we got some free nuts recently, which I thought was a nice gesture. We were down the local and um, something went awry with our order, mm. and our pizzas got bounced considerably <laughs> that's <doesn't sound laughs> a very good
2: yeah I
1: think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think i yeah. 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 sent those back on
0: realising the error we did get a number of free nibbles that had all been served from artisan jars and would have been quite expensive.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, in terms of their pricing, would have been very, very cheap, I'm sure, to actually buy. The driving factor seems to be healthier as well, especially on crisps, all these different brands coming out with... Veggie crisps, crisps. And, what do you, where do we stand Oh, on oh my God, that I was the them. other thing. <laughs> oh, thanks, Ben, for <laughs> veggie crisps up, as part of this story, oh. I found out that they could just try to fruit as crisps <laughs> shut up that's I'm not up. A crisp and i go for a run i'll eat some fruit in my own time if i go to the pub i'll oh, buy a, a pint snack. and a packet of walker's cheese and onion i don't want a fruit crisp to stop making me feel guilty about uh, having and a carbohydrate but also
1: i don't understand veggie crisps because oh, potatoes are vegetables yes good point but they're not nice. a
0: carbohydrate the vegetables, I think they're just better for you. They're obviously fried, but um they're, they're like, jolly nice. They nice little like, parsnips and beetroot. They, like I like you, them. No, That's not so they're bad They're a bit fruit. flimsy. Like if you want they to have them like with hummus Potpourri. or something,
1: no, it's no purchase. Load it up <laughs> yeah, they're just not as hummus.
0: They're not as um, satisfying. <laughs> no. You can't get a big one. And do a really good scoop. No, yeah. they're a little bit more. do you, um, have, you ever get them uh, with
1: kettle chips? Sometimes they leave like a massive, a massive one, one in there. Mm. That's quite satisfying. Well, like, yeah, I like, I like yeah, a big I one. I always feel like, like, yeah, like a big one. Like t- t-
0: and I, I, like I see t- you've got Monster Munch on your list as yeah, well. Yeah, of course.
2: I mean, I've mean, i just introduced my son so. to that
0: with great success, and I actually thought it was going to be a pivotal part of our relationship, as in if my son wasn't keen on pickled Down in Monster Munch. I mm. find they clag on the tooth. The they really do.
2: They got smaller as well. I'm pretty sure they got smaller. They could be. Uh, so that was my That was, mm. my oh, that was excellent. really enjoyed that. genuine ire. I am. I'm in. Cheesed off. I'm, so I'm cheesed nuts. off. That's yeah. nuts. Those prices. <laughs> yes. Uh, twiglets. <laughs> that doesn't work. So that was my Spitzel swallow. Thank you for listening to that. If you are still listening, if <laughs> you haven't gone to go and buy some Monster Munch, let's taste something, because all that talk of salt has got, Ooh, got me in the thirsty. thirsty. So what mm. are we going to be tasting today? We are tasting wine uh, with you, Sam. What have you got for us?
0: Today... Tom and Ben, I've got two Pinot Noirs.
2: Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans.
0: You're listening to It's The Drink Talking. Do you know anything about Pinot Noir from well, the film sideways? I tend to think about it yeah. as a
2: seasonal red. In so what regard? I, well, because it's lighter, I tend to go to it in the summer months. Do you but indeed? it's probably paired with something lighter with my meals. I would say
0: a couple of things. One, yes, it is lighter, and we'll touch on that when we taste the wines.
2: I love to touch on Two,
0: fruity reds are quite delicious chilled, which would be another serving Ah. option in the summer because chilling the wine, what it does is it so slightly flattens the fruit but highlights the structure. So if you've got a fruity wine... And you can play around with it a bit. But if you had a really tannic wine and then chilled it, it'd be gross because it'd be all structure, mm. no fruit. So something like with a nice bit of tuna or something in the summer, or great with turkey. Completely oh. the other end of the spectrum. Oh, right. see, I was because now now, now, I thought you were dinner. talking about summer. I
1: was like, it's not very topical, Sam. It's mm. November. What are you doing? Yeah, and then no. Out of the bag. Yeah, no yeah. Pinot
0: for me is.
1: Is it because it's got like Christmas. cranberry? Yeah,
0: flavors? yeah. I think exactly. It's that kind of thing. The thing with Christmas lunch though is it's got so many other bits and pieces in it as well as a turkey. So it is quite tricky to match with. You oh. do need versatility. Turkey's not massively flavourful, but what else have you got with your Christmas? Oh, I've lunch? Oh, it's got all
1: the trimmings.
2: What's that then? Mm, you've got, got your pigs uh, and blankets, stuffing, sagey, and yeah. Yeah, quite savoury. Yeah. So you've got
0: lots of herbal stuff. Bread you've sauce, got sauce, the bread sauce, bread sauce. Yeah. You've got the pigs yeah. and blankets, bacon.
2: bacon on the sausages. again.
0: Pigs in blankets. You're saying sausages and bacon separately. <laughs> yeah, bacon, sausages. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> Bread pudding, do we say that? Brussels sprouts. Oh, God, I love a Brussels I uh, had some a couple of weeks ago. And, roasties. Roast potatoes. potatoes. Parsnips. Uh, yeah, yeah, Did yes. Oh, my mother does. Gravy, Garlic, gravy.
0: creamed parsnip. Whoa. Parsnip puree. la da Yeah, it's
2: amazing. That is, that is cool.
0: So with all that... Ch- Jazz, jazz. You know, really. You know, there's a lot, lots of different ways you can have. But traditionally, a Pinot Noir is an excellent match with now, a roast. Okay, oh, I've
1: got family in Oregon and Washington. Great Pacific Pinot Noirs. there yeah, there's yeah, yeah, really Pinot p- country. Quite expensive, even they they are. there.
0: American wines are generally quite expensive. We found that when we're
1: over there because
2: we yeah. not having. What are we drinking? Um, a lot of over unless there. you go for
0: two buck chuck. The uh, of the Zinfandel's
2: spectrum. I yeah. love a Zinfandel and we were buying it almost next door to the vineyards weren't yeah, you know, it was still mate. 15 quid it's a bottle
1: right? <laughs> you had to walk over the road if, sweet, if you go outside
0: it? the big brands I'd say yeah Californian mm. well, I imagine
1: the land is quite valuable yeah,
2: maybe that's mm, it yeah, yeah. 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 So mm. what does Pinot Noir mean? Okay, so I Pinot Noir
0: is the name of the grape, <clears throat> and it generally produces wines of quite light colour. We'll have a look at the first one. Both these wines today are from Aldi, and the first one is a French Pinot Noir. Of course
2: they are. And
0: um, <laughs> it's the Vinoble. Vignoble. Oh, you speak French, Ben. I should do your beautiful accent. Vignoble. Vinoble. Rosselet.
1: I've told you how to speak French, Sam. You just put your lips forward. <laughs> Right, hold on, so the grape
2: is not native ben, of France.
1: Oh, well, I've got a tumbler. Yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Just Keeping like, up that. Cheers.
0: This wine is four pounds forty nine. What? My God! I'm <laughs> already. I'm already <laughs> That's
2: interested. <about> <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even got it to my nose, and I'm I'm buying it. <laughs> <laughs> Sold. And um,
0: four pounds. How much? Four pounds. It's four pounds forty nine a bottle. Pinot's grown all around the world, and it's uh, so it's quite a light varietal in colour because it's a big. Grape with quite thin skins. It's the colour and structure found in the skins, so generally it tends to produce quite lighter coloured wines. I mean, this is really lovely and youthful, isn't it? It's a nice bright colour. Mm, yeah. It's generally sort of strawberry, raspberry, there's lighter lot, red wow. fruit. Wow. I've just
2: had a taste, Sam, and there's a lot more mm. depth
1: to that than I'd necessarily credit. Look at Tom waxing lyrical about four pound forty nine, but it's <sighs> just like. That is amazing. The that, problem is that could be about ten pounds.
0: So, what do you think? I Me, mean, four pounds forty-nine. So lovely, really. It's quite a light colour. Nice, fresh acid.
2: This is the first drink of the day. Bearing in mind, recording this at ten o'clock, listeners, in the morning. So it might be my palate is just needs a bit more warming up. But that's really. There's a lot going on mm. in there. It's really quite
1: it's quite tanniny, though. My gums well, are very.
0: That's quite interesting. Because so what they've done here is there has been some oak contact. Now, at this price, oh, you're not going to expect on. any oak barrels. Okay. So what they've done is they popped in some chips. Right. Now, and, um, where,
2: where do we stand on yeah, that? Yeah, what's
1: the uh, deal with that? Is that seen as Naughty.
0: <laughs> no, it's not naughty. It's a cheaper way to imbue your wine with a slight oaky nuance without um, having to chuck all the cash out a barrel.
1: Can they say this has been oak aged? Um, or aged in oak? Or oh, aged with oak? I think you probably oak could aged. say
0: oak aging and you can use oak chips, you can use staves, which are like bigger planks. You can even yeah. use powder. But I think technically if you use any sort of um, and like sort of tea bags and stuff, but if you've used an oak derivative of any sort, I would mm. suggest you could say oak aging, which is why some people explicitly will say age aged in oak barrel, barrel aged yeah. just to really make it obvious it's been aged in a barrel. So Pinot's grown all around the world. It's real homeland. Oh, um, sorry,
1: just go back to the are You in chat to me. Yeah, I am. <laughs> But that tannin...
0: <laughs> yes. It'll largely come from that oak.
1: So it, it must have an effect. It's not like they've just loved in a, a and couple also, of bags. And, and also, and they
0: say it on the, um, on the label. It says, um, bright red fruits and layers of spice. Now, that spice is coming from the, the oak influence. Right. And uh, here, the oak chips. And there's nothing wrong with that. This is how they've managed to get this yeah, oaky complexity and the mm. spicy nuances into the wine at that price there's no way you could get a barrel aged wine for 49 and if no. you like that oak flavour in your wine then you'll know that it has been introduced into the wine through okay. a mm. two way and I've got no problem with that at all the homeland of France is really burgundy That's where a lot of posh wines are made so you've got the Cote d'Or mm. and then you've got the Cote de Nuit and it's in the Cote de Nuit that you get the red wines and all the, all posh names like that I know, Nuit Saint-Georges Every Chambath Tint, bone, all that, they're all legally made from Pinot Noir. And Pinot Noir is often uh, found in champagne as well. Right. It's one of the three grapes blended predominantly in the big champagne blends. You've got Pinot Noir, what was used to be called Pinot Meunier, but they've realised it's not part of the Pinot family, so now it's just called Meunier, Mm. and Chardonnay. And they're the three, and if it's a Blanc de Noir wine, it'll be made either 100% from Pinot Noir or it'll have some Meunier in it as well. And it's grown all around the world, as you said, in Oregon, Washington, California, Australia, New Zealand, which we're going to try next. I was going to
2: say, I noticed the next bottle has gone from New Zealand written on it and have we discovered since the New World wines have started challenging the dominance of Old World that actually the grapes find the earth in New Zealand the conditions actually better for Pinot Noir I think um,
0: the pinnacle of Pinot Noir winemaking is still indisputably in Burgundy you know some of the finest wines in the world are from there. But they're really expensive. And the thing with France is it's so complicated because of the Napoleonic laws of succession. Vineyards get divided up and divided up and divided up. And you can have a village like, uh, I don't know, Chambon moussigny and you can get like hundreds of producers making wine. You know, it's so hard to know if that producer's wine you like, if you don't like the other producers. So Burgundy, I, I think, still remains a bit of a minefield. Whereas if you go somewhere like New Zealand... I find it easier to understand. Mm. They're definitely easier to understand with the varietal labelling and. They're um, really definitely
2: easier to stand than the French, um, for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the and the, and that the, you know the wineries having their names largely on the thing, yeah. which also reminded me of a time I did a vintage in Burgundy many years ago. So uh, when I was studying for my master wine exam, I went to Burgundy. I did a vintage. So you basically go into the vineyards and you hand harvest the grapes, which you know quite cold, a lot of spiders, and I oh. really hate spiders. <laughs> like
2: spiders are good. A lot of spiders when in the vines. When I was vines. in uh, cognac recently, when I. Been on jet. <laughs> uh, the, the spiders are welcomed into the warehouses aren't they because they, they eat the other bugs but they eat the other bugs that are the things that do damage Just... to your crop is that right?
0: Uh, yeah, 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 yeah they'll eat pests, I But you guess. just don't like them. Yeah, no, I hate spiders. Do you? Yeah, I really do. And uh, so that wasn't great. Mm. And I worked in a vineyard before in California as well, in Lodi. And lots of weird um, vineyard guard dogs, which I didn't really like either. <laughs> lots of manky I don't dogs. I don't have a around. similar
2: anecdote for the dogs. I imagine they just piss everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> just, just, just not I mean, Maybe that's good for And
0: as um, I think on my uh, vintage in Burgundy a lovely negotiant called Alex Gamble. Amazing wines. And actually, that's why I passed my MW red wine paper first time. Because I had spent two weeks in Burgundy and tasted so much wine and really understood the difference between the different appellations. And then go. it came up in my paper. Oh. So that was good. But I had to leave early because I was in danger of throttling a guy called Kenny, who was one of the vilest people I've ever met. Oh, okay. Kenny the... <clears throat> you I don't say his surname. No. No. And well, I was called Kenny the... Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's alliterative, <laughs> and um, he was vile. And I actually had to leave a couple of days early because I thought um, I couldn't really be responsible for my behaviour if I stayed mm. any longer.
2: I suspect, just on my haven't worked with uh, Sam, sort of my experience Tom's of Sam. <laughs> Sam, yeah, that I, perhaps
1: you're right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this this kiwi. How hey,
0: you find the kiwi?
1: Well, a tobacco-y oh. ooh okay. I'm getting
0: tobacco on So that. this is slightly more expensive. It's um, six pounds ninety nine. And this is actually from the uh, Northern island, the south of the North Island, from Wairapa. Now, for me, this is really a real Kiwi Pinot Noir. It's
1: quite... uh, I'm getting blums.
0: Yeah, it's plumper. It's quite soft and supple and succulent again. It's got a little bit of that sort of savoury spice coming through. And it's definitely soft, gentle Mm. red fruits. But I think this is lovely. What do you think?
2: I do like it. But will that have spent time in barrels?
0: That's a good question. I will say...
2: It doesn't taste like it.
0: No, yeah. I don't think it has.
2: It doesn't say it on the bottle.
0: It doesn't mention the bottle. I didn't mention it on the tech spec.
1: No. It didn't mention
0: oak at all. So if you're not talking about Do
1: you, do about you know it? the problem I've got with Pinot Noir is that it feels quite thin and light, which is no yep. bad thing. Yep. But it still coats your mouth with that tannin that you normally would associate with heavier, bigger bodied wines. And you feel like you're sort of getting... A little bit of a sort of
0: changed. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just saw. Sort of, I just think. I kind of think
2: of it as a transition wine, though. I tend to start off with the whites with my yeah. with my salty. Snacks. I mean, if you are drinking
1: three bottles <laughs> of the <laughs> evening? And, and then, yeah, this is the this, middle one. This goes but,
2: after the white before uh, the big reds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I always saw <laughs> it as a big... a transition wine, really. Or maybe it's a transition from I think a it's, beer. I think it's a good
1: food a, wine. Yeah, food like wine I can, I and can a just whiskey. Sit here and drink that without anything without. see I
2: kind of
0: disagree wow <coughs> who are you to say? Um, just because it's lighter I think that would be quite easy just to drink while you're pootling around the kitchen having a, doing your a cooking
1: mm. because well. it's quite
0: light and because it is lower tannin even though it has got some tannins mm. I think um,
1: it just seems to really coat my mouth it's does right, it
0: yeah this one in particular, maybe, or maybe both of had, them. Maybe
1: it's because I've had a just cup had of tea. And your crustaceans. <laughs> and your apple turnover. And a
0: pastry.
2: No, <laughs> and I, I haven't had pastries. the apple turnover. Okay. Have you not? Yet good. To go come. Maybe we'll go with it. Why don't you try that? And next, uh, no, next week we'll report back on food pairings yeah. <laughs> with cheese. pastries. and Pinot Pino. Pino
0: versus pastries. Pinot yeah. and pastries. And I've got some mince pies for later as well.
2: Oh,
1: good. Now you're talking. Do you both like mince pies? I reckon one of you. Do you like mince pies? Well, the John Lewis advert has come out, so the firing gun has been fired. Fire, yeah. <laughs> well, Great. As you that, well, i say that. I was in a, was a Costa fight. coffee and um, they
2: were playing Christmas songs on that's Monday. That's too early. That's that is not, too, early. too, early. To do, too, too
0: early. I took my car for a service this week, which is quite annoying cause it's an, a year and a half. Strap yourself in, listeners. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's about to change gear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, I had some spare time, so I went and bought some. Wrapping paper, Christmas paper.
2: Wow, <laughs> listeners. If <laughs> you get country. any of these anecdotes on other podcasts, I'll be very, very surprised. But that's, I mean that's, no one's listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's Pinot Noir. Thank you, Sam. They were is, delicious. Um, I do like
1: a Pinot Noir. It's nice to bring those I'm going to have to explore that particularly oh, yeah. great variety more.
0: and Particularly for Christmas. When it's going on uh, the
1: table at Christmas, whatever. Yeah. For £4.49, I've got to say that was Do you have a favourite out of the two? Four £4.49. £4.49. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I've, I've, I've preferred that. Much more by about two pounds. <laughs> <laughs> don't shop in Aldi
2: to be honest with you, um, but available for consultation and other work projects. Aldi, yeah. and uh, you
0: can get, um, and they do uh, delivery, so you don't have to go into store for don't the have wines. to go in there, it's
1: the people they, that's why I don't go in
0: there. They, um, you they do delivery.
1: I went into you. Aldi the other day and I bought some nice Rioja and then I got sidelined, but you know, they have those sort of bins in the middle mm. of the shop full of stuff that look like
0: seasonal stuff they've been
1: from a competition and <laughs> it's amazing summer stuff you can get <laughs> I was there like, for hours yeah just rooting through like uh, a one eat. of those you know those <laughs> those, those radars <laughs> that scare off cats like you put one at one end and one at the other and they send a radar a sort of beeping yeah. thing to scare off cats Yeah, and it was only like nine quid I that's was good like. you gotta get that But then I thought what would you oh, use it just like this I like Is this door's cat yeah. well use it for the kids yeah <laughs> <laughs> it'll work for kids and I can put Get it in the door <laughs> no, in the door of his dust. bedroom that would gold be amazing catnip
2: in fact thank you Sam I've enjoyed that immensely and I think it's time to now just sit back and let Ben regale us with a tale oh, yeah. of Good some golly. emphatic legend of the industry, living or dead. Uh, he's I see him furiously shoveling through his notes to find what he will read from. It looks all like right. a book written by someone. No, it's not. Ben has done his research. No, who have you got for us? Right, today, well ben? he's
1: a bit of a dickhead. Mm. Ah, brilliant. By all accounts, but he was an important dickhead. Is it Hitler? No
2: Okay
1: No you. not Hitler <laughs> He wasn't well a drinker well, Booze we Association a, uh, Well he was a teetotaler, yeah, But I pa- just discovered that When the Arm- Soviet army Were closing on in him And the bunkers Of Berlin He married Eva Braun mm-hmm. And they s- celebrated With a champagne breakfast And then he uh, Shot himself, shot himself. Huh. So booze it's a good idea isn't it yeah
2: um, <laughs> um but what is interesting with a tea taker like hitler is the last two things he did was he had a drink finally and then he had a good idea yeah. which was to shoot himself in the exactly. head exactly well, well, well done champagne well done alcohol
1: <laughs> hooray so now this man is called joseph Grohl. Ah. Ooh, I- Grohl Grohl Grohl, as in uh the who's the yeah, singer the... of uh, foo fighters yeah yeah, I don't think they're related. Dave Grohl was it? Dave Grohl, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dave. But he was a he was a Bavarian brewer in the nineteenth century. He was brought in. By the, the right. town of Pilsen in Bohemia, the Czech Republic, now.
0: What well, Pilsen is named after?
1: Pilsner, yeah, mm. yes, and so.
0: I needed you guys last week. in Centre Parks I- <laughs> <laughs> online.
1: No, Why? Did you a kid? Don't poo in the, uh, water <laughs> in the <flame>. wave machine.
0: <laughs> um, I was wondering what the difference was between Lager and Pilsner. There is no difference, right? No, it's no, just no. the same thing. Just a different Pilsner. name.
1: Well, historically, beer styles have been associated to different uh, towns. Uh, based on their sort of water sources. So places with good water sources would produce great beer. So Pilsen has got very, very soft water, mm. and it's ideal for lager brewing and, say, Burton in the Midlands here. It's got hard water, which is associated with ales. Well, that's what gives it the Burton snatch, isn't it? It, it is, Tom. <laughs>
0: is that true? Is it yeah, called, it's the
2: called the Burton snatch. Yeah, it's, and sul- it's really sort of eggy Sort of sulphury,
1: yeah. Um, so they. Sign so me yeah. out
0: for a case. Yeah, it doesn't sound yeah.
1: appealing, but it's a nice beer. But basically, what happened was that there was big rivalry back then between the Germans and the Bohemians about who's making the best beer. And Bavaria, the Munich, Spartan Brewery had just started brewing this kind of slightly amber style lager called Marzen, which was taking over Europe and was very. Everyone was very impressed with it. And the beer that was being made in Pilsen was horseshit, essentially. And so all the local sort of townspeople got together. They threw all the beer down the drain and said, right, that's it. And they invested in this amazing brewery. And then they got in Joseph Grohl, who was himself a Bavarian. And basically, they brewed the first ever golden lager. Prior to Mm. that, beer had been of a darker hue. And also probably been slightly cloudy as well. Mm. There was better clarity, but using malting techniques which they'd established in England very much, they were sort of the the leading force, the vanguard of that they all came together in Bavaria because they've got amazing hops, the Tsar's hops, they've got Moravian malts which is really succulent they've got an amazing uh, water source as well and they brought in Joseph Grohl and between them they produced the first ever golden (laughs) lager and it was sparkly and it also coincided with the invention of or the emergence rather of glassware. Up until then a lot of people had been drinking out of pewter tankards and, so we'll and, see, and the refrigeration, um, the idea of it being chilled was <coughs> that. Sort yes, of and emerging? they've got they've got like labyrinthine cellars. <coughs> if you go to the Pills and Urquell brewery, it is amazing. And they've still got these hundreds of tunnels with all the coal fermenters and they're all they're sort of embedded in the cellars and in the rock. And it's just, it's amazing. It's like It's so. strange to think that, you know, up until that point you would have just been drinking
2: heavy, dark beers in the summer. Yes. These days, I just can't imagine. Yeah. I mean, what
0: was, was responsible for the golden colour? The, the malt, and they, the malting technique? They'd
1: worked out ways of heating the malt and cooking the malt and drying out the malt, not using coal, direct flames, oh. which and would obviously... So well, it's basically so like, like, like Cocoa Pots versus Rice Krispies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the way they would cook the all had, had yeah. changed and had developed. It wasn't an overnight thing. People were working out different ways of doing it. But they were the first to perfect it. But stupidly, they didn't patent it. Oh. oh. So if they'd been on, I mean, I don't know, you've seen These Dragon's lots, Den. Yeah, What's we've... the first thing? I mean, imagine if they'd come along then and there'd been like four or five Dragon's Den, you know, in the... 19th century and they said right I've got the first ever golden lager it's called Pilsner it's from the town of Pilsen it's going to go big it's going to go off it's going to go off it's going to kick off we own the name Pilsen as in we're from Pilsen and they go have you painted it and they go no mm-hmm. you idiot mm-hmm. what is yeah. is it, it's Trade like it. the um,
2: trademark it's dog nappies Ben that's why I've exactly. patented yeah, yeah. them because I know, <laughs> know shirt just spend <laughs> spend a few grand on patenting the yeah. idea even before anyone says it's good yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? exactly <laughs> because dog yeah. nappies are happy. cover your asses. Yeah. shower, shower blinds dog's asses. Yeah, that's a the your ass, idea right. shower blinds your shower blinds yeah patented.
1: my friend James Wheatley came out with that one thinking drinkers we've traded shower blinds you have shower curtains yeah, and then you have that screen that gets yeah. full of uh, sort of limescale yeah. why not have a blind that you pull down ben, and, ben, and ben. attaches bear in mind ladies and gentlemen we have paid for yeah. 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 this be, yeah. 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 be careful still- <laughs> we don't own that but <laughs> shit we should probably get on the case <laughs> anyway <laughs> It's really good, the shower goes up, then you zzz z- z- at the top and you warm it and it's kinda <laughs> fun. I thought when you said it anyway, you'd moved on. No. <laughs> so anyway
0: wasn't there another person we talked about really recently who was it Heineken the yeast. or Carlsbell?
1: Carlsberg? Carlsberg. Carlsberg. Yeah. yeah.
0: Missing a trick over there, They're aren't all, they? They
1: all were yeah. all very, very relaxed about looking after their good ideas, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, but basically it meant this went, honestly it swept right across to America as well. And so people can brew a pilsner anywhere they want now.
0: There is no difference between a lager and a pilsner.
1: In terms of the production and the years, it's just a different the, name. Well,
2: yeah, as Ben was saying, in terms of geographical sort of water supplies, I mean Budweiser is another good example, isn't it? Or Budvar, where they mm. brewed their own style of beer, which again, <laughs> trademarking <nicked. laughs> issues, the Americans went after. Yeah, it, well, they're, they're, they're still fighting each other all over tobacco.
1: the world in law courts mm. or as uh, to whether they can call mm. their beer Budweiser. But if you go to Pilsen, and I highly encourage people to do it if they're in the channel Where's Where's nearest airport? Pilsen. Oh. You, know, you can fly to Pilsen via you know, one of those. I think you go from can you go on EasyJet? South End to yeah. Pilsen or something. Yeah. You can go EasyJet or okay. Ryanair. Right no, those, I don't want to go
2: on Ryanair. Neither. No one does anymore, do they? It's uh, worth a trip. It's a nice, pretty place. Yeah, it's, it's a lovely, lovely place, to...
1: but you can get an unfiltered, unpasteurised version of Pilsen Coel, which you can, you can either get from the actual barrels in the brewery or from some of the pubs around the brewery, mm. called Kvaznikovie. And they've sort of brought uh, an unpasteurised. Oh, right. <laughs> my that my hat, man. checks a little bit. <laughs> <rusty>. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, they brought it over here, a version of it. But yeah, that's amazing, and it's proved that lager, when brewed properly, is really, really good. But Joseph Grohl, I still haven't told you. Yeah. He was a total knobhead. Oh. Um, oh and he was yeah. Really difficult what to did, work he, with. Oh. Okay. A bit like Kenny the. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And everyone. Or, S- or him. Sam yeah oh also, but everyone on. honestly we uh, read any history books about him everyone's like yeah he was very important but oh wow he was a yeah. total dickhead oh well yeah. I mean not uh, you can't
2: get on with everyone in life no yeah. no and I was, mean sometimes and you just have to work. Oh yeah no matter if you think there's the biggest Bellend <laughs> on the planet <laughs> yeah, trust oh. me Ben Sophie I feel your pain <laughs> uh, I like Pilsner and Pilsner I mean. Quell
1: means the original Pilsner Quell is original uh, yeah First, I, like, I like it's a good beer
2: it's, it's a good beer and it's quite a low ABV beer isn't it it is 4.4% yeah and it's a good beer. Um, again, we're available for work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's The Legend of Liquor. A brilliant one again. Thank you, Ben. Thanks. Uh, thank you, Sam, for your wines, which I'm still drinking. And thank you, listeners, for uh, tuning in. Please do again. There are lots of podcasts. Go back and listen to the others. If you enjoyed this one, we've got all sorts of different drinks going through them. I mean, Simon Evans is on one of them, so go back and listen to them. But uh, that's it for this week. So until... Next time, drink less, drink better. Absolutely. Um, and we'll, we'll look forward to telling you more next week. Cheers. Bye. Bye. This was a Grand Cru podcast from 7
0: Digital.
1: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.